Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, Halima. Hi, Oni. And hello to the listeners, especially hello to Lily Borg, who left us a beautiful review, which I will read out in a second. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester online, in print, and everywhere else. And I'm Halima, the community editor of the poly- of Polyester. We release weekly episodes with The Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week it is The Sleepover Club, where Halima and I have all those gorge conversations you'd usually have at Sleepover. And then in a while we will have an Obsessions episode where... We talk to someone we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. Hello, Halima. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ioni. And here is a lovely thing to start the new year on. A five-star review all the way from Germany, which Ooh. is very nice. Five stars. I only recently started listening to podcasts at all. And since I've been following on Insta for quite a while, I thought, why not check out Polyestazine's podcast too? It's honestly super relaxing listening to you guys. The topics are always very interesting and up to date. And aside from thinking about serious topics, you sometimes really make me laugh too. Your content is really relatable. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to every episode. So cute. How cute. I love it. What's your New Year's resolution, Halima? One of my New Year's resolutions was to be better as a podcast. And I'm failing! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> I said, I'm a community editor of the polyester podcast you know what i even say anyway, <laughs> i will get better guys i promise what's your new year's resolution though i don't have any oh wow that's fine too i haven't really thought about it normalize not having um <laughs> new year's resolutions hey, which brings us to what is the topic today halima um our topic this week is we need to stop normalizing things okay so what does it mean to normalize something okay so to normalize something is to make it normal or natural in everyday life and there are certain taboo things that should be considered normal things when things are properly normalized it helps create a culture of acceptance that's the definition where's the definition from i think it's from like (laughs) the dictionary i don't know where i got this from (laughs) so we have the official definition in the context of social politics. What does it mean to normalise? I don't know. Do you have it? Well, no, just as in like, you know, people are like, we need to normalise being a gorgeous, gorgeous girl, for mm. example, or we need to normalise cutting off your friends or we need to normalise being silly. I don't know. What's one that's really annoying? There's one that's like, I don't think this is annoying, but I think this is the one that people snap on Twitter. Because obviously this trend 
seems to come from Twitter was that people were saying like, oh, you need to normalize going to the cinema by yourself. People were like, people do that. Like, what is that a normal? Is that like a non-normal thing? Yeah, so it's basically things that people feel uncomfortable about that they feel like they shouldn't be yeah. uncomfortable for. And it kind of has become like shorthand for being annoying. Yeah, I think <laughs> when it was first on Twitter, it was quite, at first it was really earnest. It was like, we need to normalize this and that and it's something that people thought was taboo mm. I think like as things happen on the internet with most trends it's got annoying but is it annoying because it's become ironic or is it still earnest I think a lot is most annoying when it's earnest do you yeah I, I think I can I see it when it's earnest I'm like I can see it from two points of view like when people are talking about the whole like it, it normalized going to the cinema by yourself and people were like that's annoying because people do that like it's not a it's not a taboo thing it's not a repression mm. or marginalization at all then I was like but I can see it in the earnest point of view because I remember when I was at uni I used to love going to on myself and now I'm back <laughs> home I don't go to on myself because I feel shame and I'm like why why do you feel shame <laughs> what's the difference I don't know I feel like I felt really free in my uni town I don't feel as free in my my hometown okay um so I think but then again I, I like when I saw that tweet again when I was thinking about this topic I was like if I had that I, I think it's a nice little reminder for see now I'm back home that I can still do that even if I don't free, feel as free here so like <laughs> I don't know if I'm just deeping it I don't know I, I feel like it takes really inane things and tries to make True. them political like going to cinema by yourself isn't a political act no offense Salima I'm, it's my oppression I don't <laughs> um so like what would an, like normalize eating a snack or whatever especially over January I feel like loads of it will be like normalize not dieting normalize blah 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 blah, whatever basically I feel like the trend of normalizing a I have many problems with it let's start with the first one okay it offers a problem without suggesting anything that will help like if you say like normalize I don't know. I just keep thinking of the worst, cheapest things. I I have one actually that relates to this, what you're saying. One of the things that somebody was saying was normalized, like being a virgin, for example. Mm. And they just say that statement. And I'm like, but I think it's a deeper thing than you saying normalized being a virgin. Like, right. go further with their sexual education or people are still hung up on the fact that they haven't had sex. Yeah. Or like that, like, virginity is a social construct. So it, it goes farther than just being like normal as being a virgin, like deconstruct this idea of virginity you have in your head. But as yeah. you said, there's no solution to it. People just say normal as being a virgin, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And I think it like allow, it's part of like a, just a bigger problem that which is just like very meaningless platitudes that make people feel like they are thinking or doing something that they're actually not like uh-huh. so if you see like normalized virginity or whatever then you'll be like mm, yeah true but then you feel like you've done your thinking for the day do you know what I mean exactly like that's the you know that too that's like I love women activism done for the day exactly like exactly that. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and it's it's the same like definitely it was a twitter thing and then it can be transferred to something on Instagram, which is like, you know, the like 10 signs you're living with a narcissist. And it's just like all these things that are so depoliticized and just like have no meaning or context, like, uh-huh. but people can latch onto because it makes, they can apply their own context to it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Defo. Do you think that sometimes, you know, people say, oh, normalize this thing. They're actually normalizing something really dangerous. I think that you also see that side on things like Twitter and Instagram as well. What's an example? 
I think there was one where like I can't is her name like um is a bad Barbie yeah she's really young and I think she started in OnlyFans and I don't think she was 18 I actually don't know her age but I think around the time she wasn't or she was or she was she was um she started in OnlyFans and people were counting down the days where she turned 18 so they could join oh my god OnlyFans people were like well normalize it because like women have like a sexual liberation like I'm a woman blah 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 or whatever but like why are you normalizing that she's a child do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's like so for example like what I was saying about the point before is that there are these things on the internet that feel like personal statements but it allows like huge amounts of people to latch onto that Uh when really not so like for example with that example it's like yeah normalizing that gives a lot of people excuses for their bad behavior whereas like what does normalizing sex work actually look like it doesn't look like (laughs) men feeling okay about like counting down to someone coming of age like and what does normalizing even mean like what does normalizing do to someone for something or someone like I'm very um very suspicious of that in general like if people say like I mean a really good example I suppose is like normalizing stretch marks like how we had that whole thing like five years ago or whatever like normalizing roles normalizing whatever you're gonna normalize um in terms of bodies like normalize having short eyelashes it's like it doesn't actually normalize those things but it makes me it makes me freudian slip it makes people feel like they're not a problem anymore in terms of how they react to that or whatever yeah you're so right when you when you mentioned the whole like people mention something and there's no solution to it because i remember when people were talking about the whole stretch mark things, people were like, my stretch marks are like my tiger stripes or whatever. Or yeah. Beautiful or, or whatever. And one of my friends was saying the other day, like, all oh, those things that people try and make beautiful, do they have to be beautiful? Does everything have to be categorized as beautiful around this kind of like... I think it should be, but I think I wrote an article about this. So I think basically a problem is, is that like when we say normalize, we're saying normalize. We are not saying make beautiful. Do you know what I mean? We're saying like make that be normal, whether oh. it's like yeah body image or like a certain facial feature or whatever color hair like <laughs> normalized ginger acceptance is something very close to my heart <laughs> um so by normalizing them what I mean is like we're basically yeah like scrubbing them of any political irrelevance or oppression that has oh. like if you feel like you've normalized something then you can never feel like you can like have bad feelings or oppress someone because of that which is untrue and I think in the context of beauty, the only reason that we think why should everything, why does everything have to be beautiful is because our idea of beauty is so like hung up in like cis, hetero, patriarchal ideals, westernized ideals, that by saying, well, this thing can't be beautiful, we're basically just like accepting that beauty has to be really narrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's not as if you have to look at everything and adore it, but I think we, un- we overestimate how difficult it is to find things beautiful. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like we think, Oh, it's so difficult. Like that's why the normalizing thing is annoying as well, because it's like, Oh, we have to normalize it because it's such a stretch to like think of it as anything that's like exceptional mm. or actually good or worthy or whatever so instead we just normalize it so we think you know we're fine with the fact it exists but it's like we only think that way because we're accepting 
the like status quo of beauty as the only type of beauty that can exist. Mm. When did you write this? Last year. Oh God, he snapped. (laughs) 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 Yeah, damn, that's so true. Like, I think obviously loads of people see beauty as a trap for so many reasons, but beauty should be like liberatory. Like beauty is a lovely thing. Like we all want it in our lives, like whether it's in our houses or in the clothes we wear or like in like the way we love our pets or like TV shows or whatever, we think they're beautiful for like different reasons that aren't just aesthetic. Uh So then why, when we apply that to like ourselves or others, the way they look, we suddenly have to see it as this restrictive thing. Like, why can't we reframe it as something that is just like fun? Very true. You made me think I only gamble. What can I say? (laughs) Yeah, damn. But this is why I hate normalising yeah because <laughs> what are you it normalizing it in the context of you're yeah, normalizing it in the context of like a society that hates you cool that's so fucking true there is an example there was this tiktoker i can't remember his name i don't really yeah tiktok is cool but i don't really <laughs> remember his name um, but there's this fella who was accused of appropriating queer aesthetics listen to our other podcast about um what's called queer baiting what was Baiting, but he was um, accused of appropriating queer aesthetics um, because he often is seen wearing like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Pearl necklaces and putting his like nails or whatever. And the fellow was like, he wanted to use his privilege, like a straight white cis man, to help normalize queer aesthetics for the LGBTQ plus community. That was when he was asked that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> um, and he faced like a lot of intense backlash because like people were like, it's not your, it's not your place to take control of a narrative that you don't like belong in. Like yeah. it's not your place to normalize our aesthetics or whatever. And it makes me think in many ways, like, I mean, people hate when men try and exist outside of the patriarchy mm. for one, but like, it makes me think as well. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean to take something that's like, like a subculture and make it normal or like what does it mean to make like what does it mean to be normal in a racist heterosexual patriarchal society like you said like making something that 
but making things that don't want to be normal normal like how many lgbtq plus people want to be considered normal if that, if that does that make sense yeah and i think we basically like i think it's a trap that a lot of marginalized people that like proudly exist as part of their communities kind of fall into like whether it's like feminism or yeah queerness or like gender nonconformity or basically anything in that like yeah so much of your life does exist outside of this normal but then we still kind of like have these goalposts that like covertly exist under that but we still seek acceptance from so whether it's like the feature in that magazine that's actually like a fucking piece of shit or whether it's like you know there are some queer people obviously that do just want to like be considered normal and want the like wedding kids mortgage normal office job and that's okay but so much of queerness exists outside of that so it's kind of like this fight isn't it like the desire to be seen and understood I think that gets confused with the normalization thing quite a lot Uh and I think it's more prominent with our generation and on social media where it's like we're so desperate to be seen and understood that like yeah we confuse that for normality maybe I don't know yeah I wrote an article well not an article but like a when I during my undergraduate graduate degree I wrote an essay about um the difference between LGBTQ plus activism between white and black people well like not white and people of color and one of the things that we're looking at was well it was the um, human rights narrative of LGBTQ plus rights mm-hmm. which is like the way people have been fighting for the human rights of LGBTQ plus people mm-hmm. like throughout history um but how a lot of like activists of color don't necessarily subscribe to the human rights narrative mm. said like because i'm trying to remember what i even said but it was more so the fact that they were like but don't we want more than yeah what human rights is described as in a heter- in a racist heterosexual patriarchal society like um human rights when we look at it legally is like like you said marriage having kids and and being in this kind of nuclear family setting when a lot of these people like activists of color are questioning don't we want more than mm-hmm. that like a lot of this is quite restrictive mm-hmm. like um there's this quote that's like being queer saved my life often we see queerness as deprivation but when I look at my life I see I saw my queerness demanded an alternative innovation for me mm-hmm. an alternative route and made me curious if this is enough for me so like I don't know it makes me think of like when we talk about the normalization of like LGBTQ plus aesthetics or the normalization or of LGBTQ plus people in like our society it makes you think like I don't know normalizing is bad in that regard because like people want more than what normal offers them yeah exactly and I think we've kind of gotten lost in that point we have yes <laughs> no not us I mean like the wider oh, us. Okay. I mean okay yes I mean that like for, we because everything is this one big soup of like where we exist and that we see everything on the same kind of level like our political rights our like social desires our careers like if literally just everything is basically the same thing which I think is one of the things that this like me more like idea of normalizing things it fails us in that respect as well because yeah it puts like going to cinema on the same um on the same level as like you know normalize equality of wages or whatever I don't know like that's really basic but you know what I mean mm where they're just like not the same things (laughs) like they're not the same exactly and I think exactly I think we feel quite limited in like imagining a utopian future I suppose which is like really understandable because everything is shit Uh but like why do we seek to 
have acceptance and normalization in systems that we don't even like exactly that's exactly i love how we make this like even from last episode a meme has become this <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's deep but you're exactly right it is deep it is deep you're right here i was being like i want to go to the bar i like it i also just think it's a really twee i hate like the tweeification of issues like this as well like it's a really twee way to talk about serious things like and i don't agree with that like i don't think yeah, everything right. has like and i'm not saying this in an academic sense like things don't have to be academic or difficult but like i think being twee and the way you say things is just a way to normalize things and like to make your arguments easily understood to people that like exist not to understand you like their whole yes. existence is based on not understanding you so why do you bother it's true i completely agree oh wow never say normalize again never say normalize <laughs> <laughs> people's new resolutions plus also there's like such like that it's not that i'm against the practice of you know putting things out into the world that are abnormal uh-huh. but i just don't think like who are you making things for for example so like for example with polyester as a publication like it has done the things we have been talking about or attempted to like you know showing um unnormalized bodies or like unnormalized points of view or whatever but the thing about the normalization meme is that it's like you're trying to normalize something for an outside gaze not the people that it actually refers to no exactly yeah you're right I think even in that regard, if if imagine if polyester got normalized, that would be so sad. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. There's like no it's true. There's like normalization without any critical thought. But like then again, I guess it's a meme, but like still, you know? <laughs> Memes are serious. Memes are serious. I think people I mean people do write whole dissertations on memes. Exactly. Think, you know. This is what future historians will be doing, because every all of our our traumas, our happinesses, our sadnesses are in memes. This is what future stars will be doing. They'll be piecing apart a Spongebob meme. And we're just ahead of the curve. Ugh, exactly. Why are you bring Spongebob into this? Because there's... I love Spongebob memes. I feel like they... We should do an episode about Spongebob memes. No. Quickly to, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Spongebob. I love Spongebob so much. My com- I feel like I became a comedian because of spongebob <laughs> okay to end the episode what are the three things you would like to see normalized in 2022 oh great question great question um body hair should be normalized i'm going to speak like one of those instagram feminists body hair going to cinema alone i stand by that um i don't know what else what else do you think um Talking about periods and period pain. <laughs> a lemur. Well, that's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of mine are real ones because true. I wrote a whole article about how I dropped a tampon in John Lewis. My parents were like, oh, so normalize that. But that was in 2014. But normalize that. A um, used tampon or a fresh one? A fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> a fresh one. What about you? Um, what do I want to normalize? Normalize being an awful, awful girl. Good one. Normalize gossip. Mm-hmm. Like bell hooks, yeah. Normalize. Normalize being a hater. Yeah. I think true. Nikki Giovanni literally had her whole interview in the New York Times about being a hater. And like I completely respect it. I agree. I agree. 
I was going to bring this up in the episode, but I've also forgotten how I was actually going to relate it to normalization. <laughs> Go on. But I was going to say, I think her obsession with normalization is why the new Gossip Girl reboot is failing. <laughs> is it? Okay, you have to explain. Well, just in that, like, through normalize, like, this idea of normalizing basically is like, de-escalating situations right so it's like it's, it exists in the same school of thought of like asking people if they have capacity to be offloaded upon with your uh-huh. like sadness or whatever which i think is not always a bad idea but the way we talk about it online is shy and so like the original gossip girl works because they are all horrible this goes back to normalize being a horrible horrible girl uh-huh. they're all nasty so why we love a lot of tv that we like is because they're horrible but gossip girl is trying to play like the best of both worlds of like being they're horrible but then they're like asking oh do you have the capacity for me to be a heinous bitch to you right now yeah Mm. that's really true so like everything they do whereas like i was trying i was trying to think i watched the last six episodes yesterday i was trying to think about it because like the whole like it seems like also all of the central fights in the new Gossip Girl are like between the parents and the kids or like the kids do, the parents do something wrong and the kids have to react or vice versa. Like there's no real internal conflict within the friends that much. Oh. And like it's never things that are that bad. Oh. There's one really bad thing in there. I won't say because of spoilers, but like even that's dealt with in very weird way. But like, you know, the, the fucking tension in the new Gossip Girl is like, oh, Zoya's got a new friend and Julianne is angry. Whereas, like, the tension in the old Gossip Girl was like, Chuck sold Blair for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That is so different. I think you're right. Gossip Girl is literally trying to have the best of both worlds where it's, like, still woke, but, like, also still holding on to, like, some of the nastiness of the original. But, like, you lose it. Have one or the other, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Especially if you can't do it well, just have one or the other. Yeah, Emily in Paris is better than Gossip Girl reboot, I have to say. Like, even if you look at something like Euphoria compared, it's like you don't have to be, like, you can do some of the things without making it really cringe. I haven't never seen Euphoria. I'm really tempted to watch it, though. You should, because the new season's out next week. True. I'm just scared. I know it's a bit deep. Yeah, but what's the problem? I'm a crybaby. Aw, I don't think you cry. I can't remember if I I cried. I watched it two years ago now. Fair enough. But no, you're right, Boy Gossip Girl. They need to step up their game. Season two. I won't be watching, but everybody else <laughs> steps up for them. <laughs> okay, we will close out the episode now. Let us know your thoughts on normalising and also the Gossip Girl reboot by yeah. leaving us a review or commenting on our Instagram or whatever you want. We will see you next week. Thank you, Halima. Thank you, Ioni. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to Olivia and Gina and Gina and Eden and Charlotte and Grace and Tati and Clarissa. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television, from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com. 